0: his official dean of students' voice, Cassandra O'Corran. Yes, she's my daughter. I had a sudden memory pop into my head. My mother, standing in the doorway of Cass's and my childhood room, back when we had twin beds and pink wallpaper. She would always kiss us, then stand in the doorway after turning off the light, her shadow stretching down the length of the room between us. She was always the last thing I tried to see before I fell asleep. See you in Dreamland, she'd whisper, and blow us a kiss before shutting the door quietly behind her. Like Dreamland was a real place, tangible, where we would all wander close enough to catch glimpses and brush shoulders. I always went to sleep determined to go there to find her and Cass, and sometimes I did, but it was never the way I imagined it would be. Now, my mother sat weeping as my father reported Cass's vital statistics. Five-four, brown hair, brown eyes, mole on left cheek, and I had the sudden sinking feeling that Dreamland might be the only place we'd be seeing her for a while. I heard a knock and looked up to see Boo and Stuart standing on the patio waving at us. They'd been our neighbors for as long as I could remember, since before Kasserai was even born. They were former hippies, now new agers. They believed in massage, fresh-baked homemade bread, and the Dalai Lama. They had absolutely nothing in common with my parents, except proximity, which had led to eighteen years of being neighbors." "'and our best family friends. "'Good morning,' Boo called out to us through the door, "'holding up the flowers for me to see. "'Happy birthday!' "'She reached down and pushed the door open, "'then stepped inside with Stuart following. "'He was carrying a bowl and a plate, "'each covered with a brightly colored napkin, "'which he put down on the table in front of my mother.' We brought blueberry-buckwheat-pancake mix and sliced mangoes," Stewart said in his soft voice, smiling at me. "'Your favorites.'" Boo was crossing the room, arms already extended, to pull me close for a tight, long hug. "'Happy birthday, Caitlin," she whispered in my ear. She smelled like bread and incense. This will be your best year yet. I can feel it. Don't count on it, I said, and she pulled back and frowned at me, confused, just as my father hung up the phone and cleared his throat. Technically, he said, they can't do anything for 24 hours, but they're keeping an eye out for her. We need to call all her friends right now. Maybe she told someone something. What's going on? Boo asked and at the table my mother just shook her head. She couldn't even say it. Margaret, what is it? It's Cassandra, my father told her, his voice flat. It appears that she's run away. This was my father, always formal. He lived for supposedly's and theoretically's, not believing anything without proper proof. Oh, my God, Boo said, pulling out a chair and yanking it close to my mother before sitting down. When did she go? I don't know, my mother said softly, and Boo took one of her hands, rubbing the fingers with her own, as Stuart moved to stand behind her, his hand on her shoulder. They were touchy people, always had been. My father, however, was not, so neither made a move toward him. My mother sniffled. "'I don't know anything.' Caitlin, my father said to me briskly. "'Get a list together of her friends, anyone she might have talked to, and the number for that Witter Show, or whatever it's called.' "'Okay,' I said, not bothering to correct him. He nodded before turning his back to my mother and Boo and Stuart to look out across the patio at the few squirrels crowding the bird feeders.' On my way back to my room, I picked up my present from where it was lying in the middle of the hallway. It was wrapped in blue paper with no card, but I knew it was from Cass. She would never have forgotten my birthday. I took it into my room and sat down on my bed. In the mirror over my bureau, I